0: Hello and welcome to the introverted entrepreneur podcast. My name is Denise Lee. I'm a coach speaker and advisor dedicated to help you grow and transform not just your business, but your life. And today we're going to continue with our trauma series. Today we're going to be talking about trauma at work. Now, this doesn't matter if you are a business owner, or you are an employee or whatever your situation. This is about Identifying if you may have been experiencing right now or have experienced a traumatic incident at work, and I'm not talking about the common stuff as a bullying, harassment of any kind, or physical violence. I'm talking about some subtle ways that can really cause you some damage mentally as well as physically. So make sure that you definitely can devote the time and space to listen to what I have to say because this literally may change your life. Okay, so stay tuned and we will get to it after this short break. Hey, and we're back. So glad that you are spending your time with me. If this is your very first time listening, I'm giving you a big old electronic hug. (laughs) Thanks so much for being here. Make sure to hit the follow a subscribe button. So as soon as I drop an episode, you'll be able to listen to it. And those of you guys who have been listening and enjoying this, make sure that you share this podcast with somebody else, specifically this series about trauma, because I truly believe that there are a lot of people who are suffering in silence because they haven't quite found the language or have even identified that they may have been abused or are currently in an abusive workplace situation. Also, you have the option of sending me a video voicemail. Check out the comment section in the podcast news. You can be able to let me hear you. Please mention your name in your hometown and a brief message regarding this particular podcast or just anything in general. That way your voice is heard and other people can also benefit by knowing that this is a safe place where you can learn and explore not just trauma, but just mental health, personal development, all those issues in general. Okay, let's get into today's episode. And as a friendly disclaimer, this series is not a substitute for mental health services. This is just my personal opinion and my research. And if you feel that you are in a toxic situation at work, please seek professional medical or, if necessary, legal advice. I want to make sure that you are fully supported. And if you have any questions about any particular treatment plan, this podcast is not going to do that for you. So I want to make sure that you get the full support that you need. Now, I have my course, Amazing Attitude, which talks about why you may have been attracted to toxic environments. And that may will help you explore it, but that does not substitute mental health care. I'm going to leave a link for Amazing Attitude in the show notes below. But today, I want to talk about trauma at work. And just as a friendly recap, trauma is an acute or chronic set of events where you are able to talk about the feelings, but not the events or you can talk about the events, but not the feelings. There's a kind of disconnect going where I, the best way I can explain it is you are in a situation at work where someone's constantly bullying you and you could say, Bob at work is bullying me, but you don't have the words to express how it impacts you and how you felt. Or you could say, Bob, Bob. I feel really upset. I I don't know what's going on, but I really feel upset at work. But you don't really can make the connection that it's Bob the bully that is causing you the distress. For a lot of us, we have suffered through mental health issues because we didn't have the language or we didn't know how to express ourselves. Amazing add to will help teach you that as one type of resource. There's many roads to get to the final destination in terms of mental health and clarity. But I just wanted to put that out there. The reason why so many people are suffering in silence because they were neither taught or they never even knew that they had a right to express themselves specifically at work. And this is really a vulnerable time, even for me, as I express it, because I'm thinking about certain incidents that I've had, I've had Ex- experienced and different jobs and I didn't realize how it was toxic, how it was bullying at one point. I'll never forget when I was working at a auto dealership. I was in my freshman year or sophomore year in college and I just was working at this place part-time and I had a supervisor who was At the time, I didn't really think about was insanely jealous of me, for whatever reason, and I remember being ridden up for a bunch of things. And my boss was very cool about it, like, "Oh, this happens. We're just going to record these things happening." And I I remember seeing a little smile on my supervisor's face as I was getting reprimanded. But because my boss was so nice about it, I didn't even realize it was a reprimand at the time, and. I didn't even know that all these things were happening in terms of my supervisor was slowly building a case to more or less tarnish my reputation at work without educating me or trying to talk with me about this it, these issues. She just silently just started documenting and building a case for me to be reprimanded. And for a lot of us, We don't even really know when we're in an abusive situation. And this is especially true for those of you guys who grew up in an environment where there was either verbal, physical, sexual abuse, or perhaps you never say, hey, I wasn't abused. I wasn't in a situation where people were yelling or screaming at me. But perhaps you grew up in a situation where you had a dragon mom who literally would give you the silent treatment or would look at you coldly if you got anything less than a B-plus on an exam. Or perhaps you went in a situation where your father was a high-functioning alcoholic who more or less dismissed any emotional needs that you had, mostly, and you never really felt like you had a father as a parent. Or a mother as a parent. There's functional alcoholics mothers who can hold a job, go to work for and but is impaired emotionally, cannot talk about feelings, cannot express themselves without making you feel like a pile of crap. So that is kind of the conditioning and the scripting that go over an amazing attitude and more depth. But that's just an overview to say that you may find yourself in a work situation and you're repeating the same familiar patterns that you're exposed to and it's comfortable for you, but it's not healthy. So in our time with one another, I'm going gonna to just go over the most obvious ones of traumatic incidents at work. And we're going to go into some more softer ones where you never really thought it was trauma, but in reality it is. And when I say trauma, I'm not talking about one big disastrous or dangerous situation as in you were physically hit, someone assaulted you physically or sexually. I'm not talking about those. I mean, that's a duh trauma. I'm talking about those subtle ones that tear away at your self-worth, belittle you, question your professional abilities, and frankly, dismantle your sense of identity. And for a lot of people who have suffered these traumatic incidences, they also suffer through codependency. And when I say codependency, I'm meaning that you are unable or unwilling, for whatever reason, to set and establish boundaries so that you know what you will and you will not tolerate from others. Because if you've been in a situation where your boundaries, physical or emotional, were constantly violated, it's hard for you to distinguish what that looks like when somebody is trying to push your buttons or trying to test and see how much you will tolerate before you say no. There's a lot of folks who have been literally trained to ignore their feelings because their feelings weren't respected at home. So it comes to a point where they internalize all that pain and never even think it's a good idea to express it. Because when they did express it, They were met either with silence or anger or some type of manipulation. But that's just something that needs to be talked about and cleaned up in terms of Incidences from the past because it tends to repeat, not just in your work, but in other places. I am hope I'm building a case for you to really understand this because for some people they say, yeah, I knew it was bad in my childhood or my early adulthood, but I'm over it. But when you, I ask clients and I've talked with people, I said, so you're over it. So how come you have lack of trust with certain people? Or how come you get angry when I mention certain people? That means that it's not dealt with. So in order for us to deal with it, our subconscious constantly puts ourselves in the same situations with the same type of toxic dynamics, different people, same common themes in terms of the type of manipulation or the abuse or the neglect or whatever is going on. And our subconscious is desperately trying to resolve it. So I don't believe in the concept of time heals all wounds. It doesn't. You on subconscious level will constantly seek out those same traumatic situations until they're dealt with. So I'm hoping that this is going to be the ding, 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 the wake up call for you. If you believe that, my goodness, even though it may have happened one month ago, five months ago, five years ago, 15 years ago it's still worth dealing with. I had a client once who she was in her early 60s, and she was still not resolved with certain abusive situations that her mother did when she was a a 10, 11 year old. And as a result, she more or less married someone who was just as abusive and found herself in toxic work environments. So these things don't go away. I don't want you to live a life where You're repeating similar things that happened to you decades ago, okay? Now, I know this was a lot of intro, but I really just wanted to lay that case and that foundation. So, let's dig into some types of softer forms of abusive situations that can traumatize you. Now, I really want to give a big shout out to Christine Hammond. She is a licensed medical health care provider, a therapist, and she specialized in narcissism. So a lot of the things I'm going to be talking about actually came from her research and her dealing with different patients. And I want to give a little example that came from Christine, and then I'm going to amplify and talk about some other things. So the first type of soft incident that can result in trauma Is rage, and this is an example. Is quote Ron was called into his boss's office and asked to close the door. Once seated, his boss stood up and unleashed intense anger over a perceived missed appointment. It was a minor offense, and the customer was already rescheduled, but the boss didn't allow for any spoken words. Startled and shocked, Ron sat there in silence, feeling like a little kid. When I think of violence. Everyone thinks of particularly physical violence or rape or of that nature. But violence can also be verbal. Our bodies, when we launch into a situation that's threatening us, it doesn't have to be with physical blows. It could be psychological and verbal blows where we go into our fight or flight mode. But let's dig into the flight mode. The flight mode isn't necessarily to get up and walk away and remove yourself into the environment. We can flight can also be a term called disassociated, meaning that you're physically there, but you're emotionally gone. And this example from Christine illuminates this idea of disassociating, because I'm going to repeat that last line, startled and shocked, Ron sat there in silence feeling like a little kid, meaning that he was transported into a time and place during his childhood where he felt frightened and scared and didn't have any form of recourse, meaning to speak back or to say anything. He was time traveling right back into that time and space where he literally couldn't do anything. And I want to let you know if you are in a situation where someone is verbally abusive, leashing out hell and fury, the appropriate response is not to yell back, right? Because that's not going to help the situation that usually escalates things. The appropriate response right then and there is to literally enforce those boundaries. Like we talked about said, I do not appreciate being spoken to this way. You are your your tone is disrespectful. And it doesn't matter if you're boss or not, it doesn't matter who it is, you do not have the right to receive abuse. You have a right to be respected as a human being. And for a lot of people, if they've been trained to listen to abuse, they can get desensitized to it. And if you sit there in silence and not say anything, you more or less are saying, I would like verbal lashings from time to time. Okay. Now, I want to move on to another example that really is commonplace in the workplace, but it can also happen at home home too. This is about gaslighting. Okay. This is an example from Christine. Quote, In the middle of a team meeting, Grace, Grace's manager artfully wove a story about how successfully neg- she said successfully negotiated a deal with Grace's customer. Grace was puzzled at the comment because her manager was not at the meeting. She began to wonder if she remembered the incident right. After all, Why would her manager outright lie about what happened? As if the manager could read Grace's mind, a past error in Grace's judgment was brought up. This further contributed to Grace's doubting her perception and even sanity. This is a classic tactic from narcissists, where they are literally sensing your discomfort, your apprehension, And you're not even knowing whether or not what had happened really happened. You're wondering if your memory is faulty. And they can, they meaning the narcissist. And when I say narcissist, I'm saying someone who has no regard for your emotional well-being, decorum, or respecting who you are as an individual and they would seek to take as much as they can physically, emotionally, financially, whatever, for their own gain at your expense. So let's just define what narcissism is so we're all on the same page. Anyway, when I say this person's tactic was typical narcissism and gaslighting, they literally are observing not just your physical reactions, whether or not your eyes are darting from side to side, or you truly look lost and confused, but they're trying to question your ability to recall events. In those moments, when you're being gaslighted, w- w- take a pause, take a, a breath, because at that moment, it can feel unnerving. You're kind of questioning. I, in my opinion, it's a tactic that can literally morph to other abusive tactics. So don't take the bait. When someone is doing something like that, when they're trying to question things, maybe it's not appropriate in a group meeting to address it, but perhaps after the meeting where you say, hey, during this meeting, you talked about this deal, this negotiating a deal with this customer. I don't recall when that happened. Can you please Let me know the date and time so I can go back to the records. I I always want to learn from other people and how they do different things. Confront with details and facts. Don't buy something if it doesn't seem like it is factual. That's one way to diffuse it. Okay. Now, let's talk about another form of abuse is... That can morph into trauma is when someone is physically aggressive around you, meaning that they stare at you with those cold eyes or they invade your body space where they're not physically touching you, but they are moving in intimidating behavior and mannerisms. One of the quickest ways that I know when people give me a cold stare to try to intimidate is I smile and I look straight in their eyes because that's a tactic to try to break you down. If someone's invading your body space, that's a time to literally speak up and say, you're invading my space. Can you please give me some room? I would appreciate that bullies, narcissists, all these people, they thrive on your weakness. And this is literally when it's time to get a backbone. This is time when you need to explain that you don't tolerate people invading your space, invading who you, your presence, because that's not something that you would do and you would kindly appreciate that they would also in kind respect your boundaries. Again, boundary violation is a serious, serious issue that those of you guys who have experienced traumatic incidents in the past have that struggle because you're told so many times, oh, it's no big deal. Oh, I don't feel like it's that serious. And they'll try to belittle it. Oh, I wasn't staring at you. Now... This is a great time to make that mental note and seeing whether or not they are actually owning up to it, saying, my goodness, I'm sorry, or they have a habit of doing it. Make a journal. I remember when I was working at a a previous job and I was told to document, document, document. If if it seems more than at least two times somebody is invading your space, giving you the cold treatment, and you have discussed it with them. Make an assumption. You discussed it and they continue. Document it. Document the time. Document when that happened. Uh, And let's talk about a situation with if you, I'm assuming you're a business owner and you have people who would constantly email you all day, every day, or phone you, or just try to wear you down with constant requests. Now, this is my question I have for you. Do you have a procedure for informing your clients or customers when you respond back to their messages or how often you can do certain requests. A lot of manipulators and narcissists will try to get you to work above and beyond to what you agree to. This is, again, a great time for you to be able to have boundaries in place. And if they're not in place, then I would encourage you to check out Amazing Attitude or consider working with me so we can develop a plan that you can be able to speak with clarity and authority about what you want and what you will not tolerate. Because for a lot of times, these narcissists, these abusers, these manipulators prey on the fact that you don't have a clear sense of what you will not tolerate when I deal with my clients for the very first time, I give all my new clients a welcome packet. My welcome packet is, is a mutual agreement between me and the other client about what I can and cannot do during my, our coaching experience. And it literally is my boundaries and saying upfront, this is how I do business. If you're not on board, we cannot work with each other. Same thing goes with people I who work for me they have a similar type of welcome packet that explains what I will and will not tolerate. Do you have a welcome packet for your clients or customers or friends and family? It doesn't have to be a formal document, but it has to be a set of things that can be able to give you a sense of understanding about what you will and will not tolerate. Okay. Now let's Recap everything that I've talked about with the understanding that there's so much more that we can talk about it, but this is just an a overview. When you are very clear about who you are and what you want, these things may happen, but it won't be a pattern. It won't be to the point where you're questioning your perception or if your feelings are valid or not, or whether or not you're imagining things. So, we talked about rage when someone is l- becoming verbally abusive. We talked about gaslighting, where you're someone is distorting past events or outright lying and trying to manipulate you to believe that something occurred when it didn't. And we talked about people invading your space, either physically or, as I mentioned earlier, constant emails, constant phone calls to break you down and to test whether or not you will be available and willing for more abuse. And this and so many other types of abuse is typically done by narcissists who Literally have no conscious, no ability to sense whether or not what they're doing is manipulative or abusive because all they care about is getting their own needs met physically, emotionally, financially at your expense. So I want you to be able to ask the questions in regards to what they think is appropriate, document things. Making sure that you have your list of what you will and will not tolerate. And most importantly, I want you to do the work and investigate more if you need to clean up some issues in the past in regards to past trauma. Because I definitely believe that when someone feels as if they're a little kid, when someone's yelling at them, or they're wondering whether or not they're questioning their recall events, that's a key flag that there are some unresolved issues that need to be dealt with. Okay. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, please f- feel free to write me at podcast at podcastdenecegely.com. And uh, you can always leave me a voicemail message and include your name in your hometown. The link is in the, the comment section of today's show notes. And lastly, Make sure that if this is something that you know someone else would benefit from. Share this podcast. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.